We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Nets can lose. Oh, man, the Nets lose a game for the first time in a month. The biggest story in New York. The biggest story in all sports. Your Brooklyn Nets. They can't get the 13 in a row, folks. Streak ends at 12. Hats off to the Chicago Bulls. They came to play. They, they usually come to play against good teams. If you were just listening to Brooklyn Nets Radio. Shout out to Capper and Carino holding it down always. That was a tough one. I mean, the game looked like uh, it got out of hand right away. Nets didn't play well. And I know it's weak to blame the refs, but those refs were basura, garbaggio, straight trash. Sorry, had to get that out. Keith McPherson on the fan. You got me until 2 a.m., just watched that whole game. <laughs> and uh, shout out to Mark Davis, Chicago guy, born and raised. I think he was the head ref tonight. They were all over the place. The NBA has to look at that game. It was bad on both sides. It was bad on both sides. And that's not why the Nets lost. But when you're watching a game like that with so many ticky-tack calls, so many obvious calls, so many missed calls, it's frustrating. It's like, bruh, what are they watching? Like, they're on the court. I'm in New Jersey watching at the crib. Like, <laughs> anyway, uh, Nets fans, call me up if you'd like to vent. The winning streak is over. It was a great run. I just said they hadn't lost since, I think, December 4th. I mean, Kevin Durant comes out as 44. He probably would have had 50. Uh, he cooled off a little bit in the second half. But like I said, the Nets came out. And uh, you could tell the Bulls were ready to play. They had six guys in double digits. Yeah, they had six guys scoring double digits. The Nets were disconnected on defense, turning the ball over. And uh, you might win some, but you just lost one. It is hard to win 13 games in a row in any sport. It is hard to win 12 games in a row in any sport. So, you know, hats off to the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, sometimes I feel like a loss is needed for, like, a reality check and a reset. And, and the Bulls have had the Nets number over the last couple years. I mean, this is a different Nets team. But, uh, you know, they get Royce O'Neal back. He was sick. He didn't have a good night. Uh, ben Simmons had a blooper reel turnover and some fouls, some foul trouble. Uh, Utah Watanabe had some early foul trouble. And guys that the Nets depend on. They just came up a little bit small tonight. They didn't have it tonight. Shout out to Seth Curry, though. Seth Curry put up 22 points in 26 minutes. I think that's his highest scoring game of the season. Big game for Seth. 
when the Nets needed him, but you got zero from Edmund Sumner off the bench. He only played four minutes. Not worried about him. Zero out of TJ Warren. He played 14 minutes. I already mentioned Utah. He only had one point, and uh, he played six minutes. But when you're looking at this box score, man, uh, Royce O'Neal, tough night for him. He had zero. He was 0 for 9. And like I said, he was sick. He just got reactivated to playing that game tonight. That's tough. Nick Claxton, all right, 11 points. 7-11, KD and Kyrie. I just said KD had 44, Kyrie had 25, and they had some ridiculous plays, some ridiculous runs, some ridiculous shots made, but it's a team game. And, uh, you know, Jacques Vaughn is a good coach, but so is Billy Donovan. And uh, I think the Bulls just knocked off the Bucks, so they're on one a little bit, and their schedule's going to get tough here. You know, they got to face the Sixers Friday. They got to face Utah in a back-to-back Saturday. Then they got to face the Celtics. So uh, the Bulls wanted to get that win tonight, and the refs definitely had a squad ride on Bulls' money line. They cashed that. And the win streak is over. Nets fans, call me up. Tell me how you feel. Now, I don't have that much time to really open up here. But what we'll do is break, go to Marco Belletti with the update. And then when we come back inside the 11 o'clock hour, I will start my show. We'll start probably with the Knicks win. It's a Knicks night. Would you look at that? The Knicks pull off a win. And the Nets lose. So, Knicks fans, call me up. Tell me how excited you are to have Jalen Brunson back and beat the Spurs. Looking for revenge for, uh, you know, that hangover game in Texas where the Spurs beat you last week. And uh, tell me how you're feeling about your prospects now. A home win at the Garden. We're we're also going to talk NFL. Obviously, DeMar Hamlin. I've got some uh, sound bites collected from the NFL. Obviously, it's, it's Wednesday. We're going on Thursday. But, you know. Media availability hits in the in the NFL on Wednesday, new week, last week of the season. So uh, we got sound bites, and a lot of people spoke out. Uh, we'll also talk Jets, Giants, of course, a couple things on the Yankees and the Mets, and we'll take your calls. Obviously, Keith McPherson on the fan, my little late night sports desk till two a.m. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. Keith McPherson on the fan, your nighttime host, checking in for. Uh, Quick three-hour chat. Guess what we're going to chat about? You don't have to guess anymore. Sports. I'll try to keep it to sports. We'll start with basketball because you just heard the Brooklyn Nets broadcast. And uh, I just jumped in and added my two cents at the end of that. And now we're freshly in the 11 o'clock hour and we can pivot to the New York Knicks. The Knicks are back, baby. NYK, let's go. Jalen Bronson, we got a point guard. He was the difference tonight. He didn't play in that Spurs game. And I mentioned already that, you know, when the Knicks went to Texas, they lost to Luka. Luka had the 60-20-10 game. Ridiculous. A little bit of a hangover going from Dallas to San Antonio and losing to that Spurs team. That Spurs team has no one except Greg Popovich, and he doesn't play. So running it back less than a week, I feel like that game was, when was that game? Saturday? Running it back so soon with Jalen Brunson on the floor, you, you needed to avenge that loss. Um, that game was Thursday of last week, the 29th. So, yeah, still less than a week. The Knicks win 117-114. to 114. And <laughs> before I say anything else about the game, they could have probably lost that game But the Spurs are a young team. You probably don't know any of their starters outside of Jakob Podol. And most people don't even know Jakob Podol. They might have heard the name, not know how to pronounce it when they read it. But what I'm saying is, like, this should be a win every time for the New York Knicks if the New York Knicks, we think, are going to be a playoff team, if they're going to be a contender. The San Antonio Spurs are 12-26. and The Knicks are 21-18. and And uh, tonight... The, the Spurs had a chance late. It was like a two-point game, three-point game late. And these guys couldn't inbound the ball. I don't know how much they practiced that. Come on, Pop. I bet they practiced it. But they just got frozen in the moment, in the Mecca, in the Garden, the world's most famous. Couldn't inbound the ball. Five-second rule. And then the next time they go to inbound the ball, they inbound the ball with like two seconds. I couldn't get a shot off. I was just laughing. I was watching League Pass watching the Knicks and the Nets, trying to watch both games at the same time. 
Tonight was, uh, like I said, a, a Jalen Brunson night. Career high, regular season career high. I think we all remember he had 41 in a playoff game uh, for the Mavs. But 38 points tonight. I think bro's struggling from the free throw line. I had that in my notes. Like, what's up with him, Knicks fans? Tell me what's going on with him at the free throw line. Um, other than that, though, just a better game and a game that you got to win on your home floor. I feel like, you know, like I just said, you you had a little bit of a Luka hangover uh, losing that game in Dallas and then going right into um, San Antonio to face that team. But the Knicks got to protect home court. They have a better road record at 11-8. and eight. And I think they are now um, nine and ten at home, or no, ten and ten at home. There it is. So they're five hundred at home after that win tonight. And all of a sudden, here we go again, a new win streak. So they won eight in a row, then they lost five in a row. Now they're trying to reel us back in. Start talking about the Knicks again. They just got to be healthy. When's RJ gonna be back? I mean, they called them the mid three. For a reason. They're mid, bro. And you know that. This is not a year that you're expecting the Knicks to be uh, a top team in the East. Not when you look at the top five teams in the East right now and they're at number six. I don't think they're messing with any of those top five teams. But you expect them to be able to fight and get in the playoffs. I do. I think they're going to be on the cusp of the play-in or, um, you know, actually in the playoffs. More like a play, more likely a play-in team. But Three wins in a row, Knicks fans. Start to dream again. Maybe you can win a couple here. You got the Raptors again, but then you got the Bucks. You should be able to beat the Pacers. Maybe you can beat the Wizards. All of those games coming up. I don't know. I'm not a Knicks fan, but I, I try to keep an eye on the Knicks, so I can't tell you how I feel about them. Um, it was funny. I was listening to, you know, Carden Roberts as they were talking about Nets fans and Knicks fans, and uh, shout out to Evan for calling out. WFAN for how all the Knicks fans at the station only want to talk Nets when it's negative, when it's Ben Simmons. This guy can't play. He can't shoot. He can't hit foul shots. His back problems. Or if it's Kyrie, oh, here goes Kyrie again. What a team cancer. What did he do now? You know, you, you got to cut this guy. <laughs> and uh, KD, right? We had a drop running for way too long on WFAN where Boomer and Geo were talking about KD and the comments that he initially made in that article where he basically called out his uh, you know s- surrounding cast at the time and said something along the lines of like, you know, you expect me to win because I'm out there. I've got Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Nick Claxton, and Joe Harris with me. This is when Kyrie was out. And every time I heard Boomer and Geo talk about that, like, unbelievable. This guy, I can't believe he said that. I'm like, he came right out after that and cleared that statement up. <laughs> and if you follow the NBA and if you follow the Nets, which I'm not sure they do, you understood that that's not KD's way. That's not how KD talks. Like, that's not how KD carries himself. But we understand. Something I've said for years before I got on the radio. I remember I had Evan on talking Nets like two years ago. Now three years ago, now that we're coming into 2023. I remember having... Evan on, and I said, Evan, you're our only voice. You're the only Nets fan. Anytime we hear Nets talk on the fan or anywhere else in New York, it's slanted because it's heavy Knicks energy on every topic. And they don't really want to talk about the basketball. They don't really want to talk about the coaching. If they did talk about the coaching, right, it was uh, to absolve Steve Nash. Oh, Steve Nash is in over his head. He's got to massage egos. He's got to deal with all of this, but... It's funny, man. I know. New York forever. It's a Knicks town. And tonight is a Knicks night. It's a rare night where the Knicks win and the Nets lose. The Nets win streak is over. And the Knicks are able to get a win on their home floor. So we can talk about that. I don't think it's going to really light up the phones, though, to be honest with you. Uh, We could talk about the other blue and orange team in the city, the Mets. On the 15th day of Carlos Correa, the Mets didn't sign him yet. What's up with that? I, I said last night with Paulie, I, I, I'm kind of annoyed as a Yankees fan. They kind of rained on Judge's parade the night before Judge had his reintroduction to be named the 16th captain of the 27-time champion New York Yankees. 
Moneybag Co. and the Make It Happen Mets swooped in from Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. Carlos Correa, are you kidding me? It's like, all right, well, they swooped in. <laughs> but they're taking their sweet time figuring this out. And we all kind of ignored the fact that they swooped in on a player who was signed elsewhere and the deal didn't go through because of a bad physical. I don't know what we thought. I think I think there was you know, too many people at, at the fan ready to crown the uh, Mets as 2023 World Series champs. I get it. I understand. But not enough people talked about, hey, wait, what if the Mets do their physical and there's a huge red flag? And there is. So it's a little bit of a holdup. But everybody keeps saying it's going to get done. It's going to get done. It's going to get done. I don't know. Super corny how they played this whole thing out over two weeks. And here we are in the new year. What's the holdup? What are we waiting on? I can't wait to see the details of that contract. Today I saw that they're looking to trade Eduardo Escobar. Well, that information's out there, and Carlos Correa isn't signed yet. Where is he going? What are you going to get for him? I think I heard Salicata potentially suggest Eduardo Escobar as a DH option over Alvarez or over Vogelback. Mets fans, call me up. Tell me what you're thinking. I know you're thinking about the team all the time. Yankees fans, I'm not sure you're thinking about anything besides the uh, vacancy in left field, which I went over that last night. It's clear what the Yankees are doing with the signing of Ortega and Calhoun and McKinney. They're just going to bring some guys in that have played outfield in Major League Baseball in the show at the highest level. And they're going to let them compete in spring training for that job. And if those guys don't cut it, they'll probably revisit the position at the trade deadline and do what they did the last two years. They traded for Joey Gallo at the trade deadline. They traded for Andrew Benintendi at the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens three times. But I also don't want Oswaldo Cabrera to become... An outfielder. I, I've been hearing a lot of conversation. What? Why not Cabrera? He deserves a shot. The kid obviously deserves a shot. But most of his young career playing uh, below the major league level, he wasn't an outfielder, bros. This kid played shortstop and second base. He's an athlete. He's a utility guy that can play left field. But I don't think we stick him in left field as the everyday left fielder because then when you need him to play one of the other four positions that he plays, who's playing left field? Aaron Hicks? I'd rather not, you know? Like, we'll see. I I spoke last night about how the Yankees have depth at every position. At first base, you have Rizzo, you have DJ. At second base, you have DJ, you have Glaber, or vice versa. Glaber's probably starter, DJ backing up, whatever. Wouldn't be my call. I just hope DJ is good, man. Uh, Anyway, shortstop, they've got four options at shortstop. IKF got most of the run last year. That can't happen this year. Oswald Peraza got called up at the end of the season. He'll get a crack at it in spring training. Anthony Volpe has been alerted. And I hope you all heard that story about Anthony Volpe and and Michael Kay uh, talking about Volpe's dad telling him to rest. Hey, give your body a break this winter. And Brian Cashman hit him up and said, hey, you're going to have a legit chance to win this job in camp, son. Believe the hype. New Jersey legend and uh, Yankee legend in the making, if you ask me. The kid can hit, and I think he's exactly what the Yankees need in this lineup. He's small, but he can he can steal bases, and he can hit for power, but he can hit for contact. And, man, I'm rooting for him over Peraza and over IKF, but we'll see. you got to take our time with that. He's young. But those are three shortstops, and then you throw in Oswaldo Cabrera. That's four shortstops for the New York Yankees. Then third base. You have Josh Donaldson, you have DJ, and you also have IKF who won a a gold glove at at third, but we we only saw him there briefly last year um, when when Peraza came up. But what I'm getting at here is uh, I just really think that the Yankees are are not going to trade for Brian Reynolds. We saw some more information come out about Brian Reynolds today and the extension that the Pirates tried to offer him, which – they were about $50 million off of where his camp wanted to be. No, are the Pirates the, the, the Pirates came up $50 million short? I'll be darned. <laughs> They're not spending any bread. 
So that's why he requested the trade. But uh, I never really bought into that. Like, I never really thought the Yankees were going to get fleeced for three top prospects to put this guy in left field who, to me, isn't a perennial all-star, isn't really that big of a difference maker. He's a good ball player, but you don't give up uh, you know, top prospects like the Pittsburgh Pirates were looking for. Let them deal with that. And uh, if he's available at the deadline, we'll revisit it. Speaking of extensions, it was a sad day for me today. Rafael Devers is going to be a Boston Red Sox for the next 11 years, $331 million. He stayed. I, I've said on air, that guy don't want to be there. He turned down in the last extension. But yesterday we heard about them avoiding arbitration. And then um, today we got the news that he did sign the deal, the big deal. And this is one of the biggest deals of the offseason. This actually, like, saves the Red Sox offseason. And I was watching my homies at MOV Network. Shout out to PV and Cliff Floyd. I was watching them talk about the Red Sox, and they put up the Red Sox lineup, and I'm like, they might not be that bad. They should have held on to Eric Hosmer instead of Tristan Casas playing uh, first base, and he might be on his way out of there too. But Eric Hosmer signs with the Cubs. Here's what they posted as the uh, Red Sox lineup. Tell me if you think it could be decent. I think it could be something. They still probably finished third or fourth. Uh, Masataka Yoshida leading off, playing left field. Rafael Devers batting second. Playing third base, Justin Turner batting third, DHing. Alex Verdugo batting fourth, playing right field. Kike Hernandez batting fifth, playing center field. Trevor Story batting sixth, playing shortstop. Tristan Casas playing first base, batting seventh. Christian Arroyo batting eighth, playing second base, and batting ninth. Reese McGuire at catcher. They might be all right with that. They should be able to handle the Orioles, they should be able to handle the Rays. And then it's probably the Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees, but we'll cross that bridge. Just trying to throw some stuff out there. Late night sports desk, get you guys thinking, get you guys calling. Uh, I've got to take a break, but when we come back, I do want to talk NFL. Like I said, the new NFL week starts on Wednesday. Uh, I think I saw something with the Giants where they were, like, breaking down the huddle. Um, you know, see you Tuesday, trying to get an extra day off or whatever. Or see you Wednesday, trying to get an extra day off. And uh, we got some sound bites. Uh, Connor just clipped up a couple sound bites. We'll, we'll get those together for you. Uh, we'll talk more about DeMar Hamlin. We'll talk about the Jets. We'll talk about the Giants. And we'll take your calls right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Cameron, Cameron, uh, wow, can't talk as I'm trying to turn up my mic. Cameron on the fan. 
We should play this beat more. Connor dropping the instrumentals. Connor also queued up some clips that we're going to get into quickly, and then we'll get to your calls, 877-337-6666. If you're on hold, stay on hold. If you're thinking about calling, go ahead. I know I haven't taken a call yet, but that's because I am setting the table. Late night sports desk. Everything is on the table. Uh, We've already spoken on 15 days, going on 16 days of the Carlos Correa watch. Corny. Um, We've spoken a little bit about left field for the Yankees and uh, Brian Reynolds. He's not going to play for the Pirates. Some are speculating that he might even hold out. But uh, I just think that the Yankees try and get him at the deadline. Who knows? I think they'll be in on him. Shout out to Brian Sabian. I had (laughs) no idea who Brian... Sabine was. I think I called him Brian Sabine last night when I was on. Read up a little bit more on him today. Glad he's back. I think it's interesting that he's back. Yankees fans, tell me how you feel about that. Do you think they did that to help Brian Cashman? Do you think they did that because they don't trust Brian Cashman? Or do you think Brian Cashman did that? I think Brian Cashman did that. Like, hey, man, if you want to come back over here, I could use uh, another voice in the room, another smart guy next to me to bounce ideas off of. Why not? It's another guy uh, that was with the Yankees. Once upon a time, and when you look at, you know, how the Yankees have sent people all across the league and, you know, they've been successful elsewhere, maybe they can come back and recreate something. But I did want to hit on the NFL. I opened up talking about the NBA and the Nets lost, and uh, that's the end of the win streak. But the Knicks win. Julius Randle had 15 rebounds, and they got to get OB back. They got to get RJ back and get back into uh, winning. Uh, That losing streak was tough. After the winning streak, or after, yeah, the losing streak after the winning streak. But I think they'll be all right. I think the Knicks make the playoffs this year. I would love for it to shake out where the Nets can be a one or two or three seed and the Knicks are a lower seed. And yeah, you know. So let's talk about the NFL. Week 18, the last week of the NFL regular season. There's a ton of playoff implications still. Unfortunately, here in New York, the Jets are out. But fortunately, The New York Giants are in, and I think the conversation today on the fan was about the Giants resting players. My thoughts, they should start everyone. They should play everyone, but not for the complete game. I think you tell the media, you know, there's no such thing as a meaningless game. I think you tell everyone in the locker room and even the players, they don't need to know. Yeah, be ready to play. We're going to try and knock them off. We're going to go try and beat the Eagles. We owe them. We always owe them. They smacked us. Here uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, we all remember them uh, not doing what they needed to do a couple years back to keep Joe Judge and those Giants out after the Giants had ripped off a little winning streak. So I think you go into that game and you see how that game plays out. Jalen Hurts is coming back. Try and light him up. Kayvon Thibodeau, be that savage, right? <laughs> be that guy that you talked about today. They they brought you here to be. I said on, on Twitter today, I don't think I've ever had a favorite Giant, but uh, KT, he's in the running. I like that kid. I like how he handled the media. They're still asking about the Snow Angel celebration. And I said on air, when you're doing a Snow Angel, you guys probably don't remember doing any Snow Angels because it's been 20, 30, 40, 50 years. But you're looking straight into the sky. All you can see is the sky. And he's also got a helmet on. He wasn't looking at Nick Foles. And I like what he said. He's like, am I supposed to pick this guy up, help him up? He said, you see Smooth pulling up. Like, I'm trying to wreck the game. I like how he handled that. And as a 21-year-old player in the NFL, if he's not that familiar with Jeff Saturday, and I'm not sure how he meant it. He said he doesn't know him. I don't know if he meant he personally doesn't know him. Because, like, if he personally doesn't know a guy, why should he care what he says? You shouldn't care about the opinions of anyone. Definitely not people you don't know. But if he's not familiar with his game, that's because... Bro, retired in, like, 2013, 14, probably earlier than that. So, like, Kayvon Thibodeau was in elementary school when Jeff Saturday was hanging it up. <laughs> like, he probably can't tell you one memorable playoff game from him and Peyton Manning. Like, he, he's not familiar. That's something people got to remember. These media members, like, I got to remember, these kids are young. He's 21 years old. He doesn't, he doesn't care about Jeff Saturday and what Jeff Saturday has to say. And he said, nobody in this building had a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. He didn't see him. He wasn't taunting him. He was celebrating. Kayvon is for the cameras. He knows the camera is on him when he makes a play. But other than that, on the other side with the Jets, I cannot wrap my mind around this. 
I don't care if Jets fans think that they're just saying things to say them. I understand that what they say and what they do are two complete different things. Yeah, Zach, Zach Wilson's our, our quarterback. Not going to make a change. Nope, not even considering it. And then they bench that kid twice, and he's inactive twice in the same season. Never seen that. Not with the number two overall pick. But I can't wrap my mind around how Robert Sala stands up there and defends this kid and is attached to this kid with his career on the line, with his job on the line. You don't have to defend Zach Wilson. You don't have to defend the pick anymore. You're a defensive coach. You've seen this kid live for two years. You've watched film of him. You've seen much better quarterback play in the NFL. And I know it's early on the guy, but I just don't understand how he comes out and says, yeah, you know, we're going we're gonna to get him right through hell or high water. You're gonna you're you're willing to go through hell and high water for Zach Wilson? Why? You're bugging out. You're absolutely bugging out. And I don't care if that's coming from Joe Douglas or Woody Johnson or whoever. These are grown men. And Zach, he's young, but he's a grown man. It's on him to show up and get better. It's on him to show up and be the number two overall pick. It's on him to fix his bad habits and mechanics and learn how to read defenses better. I've never seen this. You just wasted a whole year in a league that you need to have two quarterbacks. Look around the league. Might even say three. Look at the Niners. They're down to Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Look at the Eagles. They had to rely on Gardner Minshew. Look at the Cowboys. Cooper Rush won them some games. I could keep going. You understand what I'm saying? In the NFL, your your first string quarterback is going to get hurt at one point. It's a rough game. And put a pin in that rough game because we're going to talk about how rough the game is. It's been a rough week. But with Robert Sala, I just don't understand how he's going up there and talking about Zach needs a a reset. He needs a break. He needs to read a book. He needs to go somewhere. (laughs) And that's the guy you're hitching your wagon to? I just wouldn't even talk about it. When they ask about Zach Wilson, hey, he's not playing this week. He's inactive. And uh, we're going to focus on Mike White. What happened a couple weeks ago when everybody was saying, Mike White's got to come back and win these last two games, right? Aren't these last two games his audition? Now Jets fans want to see Zach Wilson play because the game doesn't matter? Stop. Stop that. And I don't understand why the Jets are dying hard on this pick. The kid potentially could be a decent quarterback, but the, the whole story of this year from the first preseason game through the whole season was that they wasted a year where they were surprisingly ahead of schedule. They wasted a year, a second year, on the second pick who just couldn't get it together enough for the, to, to play quarterback, to, to play the position. Chris Strebler got in. They played four different quarterbacks this season. What's going on with the Jets, man? It's frustrating. I'm not even a Jets fan. I can only imagine. When I'm talking to my friends about this, I'm like, I don't understand how this defensive-minded coach is looking at this kid and, and, and he's, he's hitching his wagon to him. You don't have to do that. Anyway... Speaking of it being a rough game, it has been a rough week. This is my third night on since Monday Night Football. And, uh, you know, I've just been keeping an eye on the updates. I don't know who or what to believe, but any positive update I'll take. And they're saying there are positive signs coming out of Cincinnati with DeMar Hamlin. And uh, I was combing through, you know, I I mentioned that the, the NFL week starts on Wednesday as far as media availability going into the next week, and um, a lot of people spoke. So I was going through some comments and stuff from, uh, you know, players and uh, coaches, and, you know, the thing that I first said was this is a brotherhood. I, I have live tweets from when it happened. I'm like, he's a brother to his teammates. The game can wait. And not only is this guy a brother to his teammates, I didn't really realize only his second year in the league, but, like, He's a well-liked guy, a well-respected guy. He's only 24, but the degrees of separation when you get to the highest level of football, I mean, they're all connected. All of these guys either played against each other in high school, knew of each other coming up, played against each other in college, and now they're in the league. And um, this young man has Pittsburgh ties. Uh, You might have heard Mike Tomlin say he knew him when he was 12, and he's been able to watch him ever since. And, uh, you know, my connection to Pittsburgh, I'm I'm low-key a Pittsburgh fan. I would say I'm like 70% a Dallas fan, 20% a Jets fan, and 10% a Pittsburgh fan because my guy Kenny Pickett from my hometown, he's the quarterback over there, and he also went to Pitt. 
And the little bit that I knew of DeMar Hamlin was from him being a captain at Pitt and watching Kenny play all of those games and bowl games and stuff. And this guy was was a beast. This guy could play anywhere on the field. He was He's a tall guy, a long guy, but he could play, pause, he could play corner, he could play safety, he could play linebacker. He's a tackling machine. He was leading the Bills in tackles, and he was filling in for uh, Micah Hyde once um, Micah went down. So um, let's play, Connor, the clip from Kenny Pickett talking to the media and sharing his connection with DeMar Hamlin. DeMar, you know, he's an unbelievable person, does so much for the community. A guy from Pittsburgh, stayed home, could have went anywhere he wanted to, um, you know, stayed home, and, and we had, you know, a great run together, and he had an unbelievable career at Pitt, you know, captains together in 2020. Just an all-around, you know, great person, great family. You know, his brother was always around the facility. Um, you know, he, so they're just, they're just like Pitt family, you know, to, to all of us, you know, and myself included. So, um, you know, prayers, thoughts and prayers are with him and, you know, just trying to keep in touch with his family through Coach Narduzzi. I'm sure they're getting swamped with messages, but trying to stay up to date on, on how he's doing. And, you know, it seems like everything's going the right direction. And, uh, you know, just hoping up for the best for him. Just want to get better. DeMar Hamlin grew up. 20 minutes away from the city of Pittsburgh. So pretty much he grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, The University of Pittsburgh shares a training facility with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they also play in Heinz Field, which I think now is Accresure Field. I don't know why they did that. Heinz Field was the name, whatever. Someone uh, from Accresure or whatever bought the uh, naming rights. Uh, You know, I knew Kenny, Kenny posted right away because Pitt posted right away. But I just knew I'm like this is uh, this is something that's going to shake the whole league, uh, and and you couldn't really see as we were watching. You know, obviously they made the human shield around him, and they were cutting to um, Susie Colbert and Adam Schefter and Booger McFarlane, and they did a great job. ESPN, everybody has given them kudos for the job that they did. But you know, we were kind of left in the dark. We were all checking Twitter. Or I can't speak for all of us, but I think most sports fans were trying to check Twitter to find out what was going on. What happened? But um, Zach Taylor spoke today, and I love what he said, and I'm glad that he just put that out there because it kind of gave me, uh, you know, more of a inside look at what was going on. Man, they they were never going to restart that game. So anyone that's still hanging on that hour, right? A couple people got tweets off like, never forget that the NFL took an hour to postpone this game. They were never going to play that game. Um, let's play the clip from Cincinnati Bengals head coach Zach Taylor. I won't disclose um, any of the private conversations Sean and I had except for this. When I got over there, uh, the first thing he said was, I need to be at the hospital tomorrow, and I shouldn't be coaching this game. And so that, to me, provides all the clarity because there, there was no uh, unprecedented is the word that gets thrown out a lot about this situation because that's what it is. Uh, but in that moment, he really... Uh, showed he he was that that all his focus was just on Demar and being there for him, being there for his family at the hospital, and and at that point, um, I think everybody everything trended in the, in the direction it needed to trend, and the right decisions were made there. But um, again, just just uh, the way that I, I really felt Sean McDermott led in that moment for his players. He was there for his players. He he processed the right way, which was incredibly difficult, and. Uh, and really helped us get to the the solution that we needed to get to. Shout out to Sean McDermott, man. 48 years old. He's twice the age of DeMar Hamlin, and and he took over like a father figure in that moment. Man, he's a legend as far as what he's done in Buffalo with that team, but he's a legend for what he did as far as seeing that young man who he's responsible for as a head coach. I don't know if some of you guys played – you know, sports in college more so in high school, but when in college you get that feel where, like, you know – your head coach is like the team dad and even your position coaches or whatever, like they're looking after you like a dad. You're away from home. You're in the care of your coaches. And, uh, you know, the parents trust these coaches. The parents trust these adults to take care of these young men. And when I heard that, I loved that. I loved that they were never going to play the game. So I don't care if they said there was a five-minute warm-up period ever. Once they saw that young man on his back, lifeless, they were not going to resume that game. And Sean McDermott basically said that to Zach Taylor right away. And what's Zach Taylor going to say? Oh, no, we're up 7-3? No. They got off the field. They went back into the locker room. And uh, I heard LaShawn McCoy talking about it, right, talking about the fraternity and the brotherhood. 
LaShawn McCoy, I don't have his clip because the next clip we're going to play is a little long. Bear with me. But LaShawn McCoy said, right, another pit guy that he had conversations with DeMar Hamlin. He knew him. And the brotherhood in the NFL is because once you make it to the NFL, there's, there's a small amount of people that do what they do and that understand what they go through and the sacrifices they make. And when you're on that field, it is war. That's one of the first things I said when I came on. It is a gladiator sport. It is war on every down. And when someone goes down and you don't get that thumbs up and you don't get that peace sign, it is scary. That is the universal sign language in football that, hey, I'm all right. He was unresponsive. And when you have a player leave the field in an ambulance unresponsive, you can't go on. You can't play. You can't think about the next snap, the next down. The whole team is his family. They had to go. And uh, let's play a clip now. If you follow me on Twitter, it's my last tweet before I promoted that I was on tonight. You know, and something I'm focusing on doing is taking good stuff from Twitter and bringing it to the radio this year in 2023. We're going to leave the trolls and the clowns and the nonsense and the negativity exactly where it lives and only can live on Twitter. But there's a young man, not a young man, he's a grown man named Garrett Bush, who's the host of Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. He's also on 92.3 The Fan. I might have to reach out to him and get him on WFAN because the way he delivered this message, it was on point. It rocked me, and he just did his research, and he had a piece of paper prepared, and he went in. He was spitting, and you have to hear what this man had to say about DeMar Hamlin, his situation specifically, and the NFL. Let's roll it. He's 24 years old, right? He got a contract for $160,000. That's his bonus, and he earns $825,000 this year. You say, G. Bush, why are you talking about this man's money? Because guess what? He's been in the league two years. That means he's not vested. That means if he never plays another down in his life, he don't get another check for the NFL. Let's be clear about this. You got to play three to four years before you even sniff a pension. So all this heartwarming and prayers and condolences don't do nothing for that boy's mom that, that got to go home, look at her son, and he might need extensive care for the rest of his life and you know what the nfl will tell you well you know um you know we'll, we'll look out for the people like him no you won't no you won't Let, let's talk about the disability policy for the nfl right they moved it from twenty two thousand dollars a month to four thousand in the last collective bargaining agreement did you know that the nfl has a private board that reviews all aspects with their doctors and with and with their neurologists and their specialists. They can deny benefits even if Social Security deems you to be permanently disabled. The league can come back and then say, you know, the national go the government is a you know they're they're experts, but let's take it over so we don't pay anything out. Only 15% get approved by Social Security. The league says that number should be lower. Get that. 15% of the people who apply for disability in this country, I know I was, a, I was a disability expert. It's very low. I submitted over almost 250,000 applications in one year, one time. I know. Since the CTE settlement, only 6.5% of the settlement has been paid according to the admin's website. I looked it up yesterday. And 60% of the claims have a qualifying diagnosis but have not been paid. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. The, they're also moving the pension. And that pension, he got to make it to 55. He's 24. And they've moved that between 3,000. They moved it down to 3,000 when it was 5,600 a month. And the last stat that you should know about is the Bills owner, Terry Pagula, owns the Sabres as well as, as well as the Buffalo Bills, and his net worth is $6.7 billion. My question to you is, NFL, when, you, when, when do salaries become guaranteed? If you know these young men are going out there and they could die on that football field, I don't give a damn what your thoughts and prayers are. Do the right thing. I just heard Aditi say it seven times. This is a savage sport. Men are dying every week. 
and you covered that up during CTE, and now you want to act like you the top of the food chain because you got the CPR people on the field all the time? That's the least you should do. You're not going to pay that man's... You, you, you're not going to pay that man's tuition for his kids. You're not going to give him no disability money. You're going to do nothing. All you do is collect them big checks, and we go play fantasy footballs, and I hear these dudes' thoughts and prayers for a whole damn two hours. Y'all don't care about them kids. These young black kids is putting on the line. And you telling them what they put on the line ain't worth it because it, you know why. Because you don't want to pay for somebody that's broken and battered and can't take care of themselves because it costs you money. So it is all about money. And I heard nobody talking about no contracts. And he's sitting up here cashing these checks. We worship these owners. They do anything they want to. Anything. And as long as the product is good, we salute it. I'm pissed off today because ain't nobody talking about the real stuff. There's people out there, players are saying, they just want to wait for us to die. I like the NFL just like the rest of y'all, but I'll be damned if I'm going to sit up there and pat Roger Goodell on the back for running this organization the way he does. They run it like a criminal organization. Sick of it. I'm tired of that, man. I just had to get that off my chest because all this stuff, you ain't talked about what this boy going to go through. This kid could be damaged the rest of his life. And we talk about making up games. I care about making up no damn football games. Wow. Like, that that was a lot. But think about everything you just heard. G. Bush, I know he's not listening, but I'm going to reach out. He's on 92.3, the fan, under Odyssey. So I'll try and have him on my five-hour show tomorrow. But, like, think about that. If you have the Odyssey app and you can rewind, listen again. I've listened to this probably five times today. If you have Twitter and you can go to at Keith McPherson and look at the video and watch this man go in, please do that. Let's take this break. When I come back, we'll take your calls and we'll get into the DeMar Hamlin conversation and whatever you guys want to talk about right here on The Fan. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. I do want to get to the phones, trust me. And, but we're going to the top of the hour. I wish I found some better sounds no one's ever heard. I wish I had a better voice to sing some better words. I wish I found some... I'm just letting him get his bars off. <laughs> Keith McPherson on the fan. Uh, I have a couple things to add before we go to a, another break, the update, the top of the hour. I'll try to fit a call in. But, uh, I mean, I hope that everyone that's listening to me now heard what we played before the break from G. Bush. Uh, it was powerful, man. <laughs> it was powerful, man. So many things that he dropped. And, uh, you know, in media, and specifically sports media, what I've learned is you, you can't be afraid to be real. You can't be afraid to speak your mind. You can't be worried about what other people are going to think or going to say because people are going to think and say things all the time. So what? Use your platform. And he used his platform to call out the NFL, to call out owners, to call out the history of the league and how they operate. If you've listened to me, you've heard me say the NFL is bogus, right? <laughs> I had this whole thing on how bogus the NFL is uh, from like 2014, 15 up to like 2018. And then I, I scrubbed the internet <laughs> to take it off the internet because I interviewed at NFL in August of 2018 and I wanted the gig. But the NFL is bogus in so many ways. There's so many things that they do. But we'll, we'll focus on the DeMar Hamlin story. You know, this young man is 24. He doesn't have any guaranteed money. You've probably heard people talking about guaranteed money in the NFL, right? Like, this guy, he hasn't made that much money, you know. There are people working regular jobs that have made more money than him in the last two years. But, you know, put that to the side. Um, he's in critical condition. Struggling to breathe. We don't know if this man will ever regain 
where he was, you know, before this injury. We don't know if he's going to play again. We don't know if he's going to be able to walk, live, talk. He may need serious care, extensive care for the rest of his life. And I know the GoFundMe has now gone over $6 million. I hope it keeps running up. I, I hope they, you know, keep keep flexing, right? You know, for some reason, you know, I, l- I heard this on Carton Roberts, right? For some reason, people got to put their names next to their donations. And Tom Brady and Jim Irsay and uh, Robert Kraft and Russell Wilson and Andy Dalton. Great. Run it up because uh, we can't count on the NFL to do right by this guy. We can't, we can't count on the NFL to do right. Think about the COVID year. I was talking about that a couple nights ago. They refused to change the schedule. They pushed through COVID like it was in a, a national or a global pandemic. Now nah, we're not going to change the schedule. We'll play on every day of the week. We'll play practice squad players. They had fake vaccine cards. They had players playing that were unvaccinated with fake vaccines. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP of the league, lied about being vaccinated and was playing unvaccinated. So the NFL is bogus, man. And you got to know that these young men, and specifically young black men, if you do the numbers like G. Bush said, they're going out there putting their lives on the line. And then what do they get from the NFL? We've seen the Junior Seau cases. We've seen Jamal Lewis. We've seen a bunch of other guys that had CTE and other issues. And, you know, the NFL tried to sweep that stuff under the rug. But here we are again. And I want to see how they handle this one. This is a story that is never going away. I want to see how this plays out. And like he said, I can't commend the NFL for doing the right thing and having the right medical people on on, on hand. That's what they were supposed to do. But uh, let's see what these owners do, right? These owners' grandkids, great-great-grandkids are set for life. What about DeMar Hamlin and his family? Let's see what the Bills owner does to step up. And uh, let's see what the NFL does to handle this situation, try and prevent further situations, or be there just for the rest of these warriors that go out there and entertain us for this $18 billion company every week. Keith McPherson on the fan. I got to switch studios when we come back. I got you for the next two hours taking your calls, talking sports. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 